0: We are the end of a millennium. We are a decade of decadence. We are the 90s.
1: Hello and welcome back to We The 90s, a 90s theme report style podcast that takes you back to everything that you loved about the top three shittiest decades ever. My name is Thomas and with me are your other hosts. Is co-host demeaning? Yes. yes. Okay. Your here are friends. Well, no. One's <laughs> one's family. Well, two are family.
2: Well, three oh are Oh my god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody here's family. Yay. Here know. with me Thanks, is my Diesel family. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and your co-hosts because they are my subordinates. Uh, David. Jolene, aka Jill and no. Lizzie, <laughs> he said my name first. I did. Yeah, I did. Know. Right, just to make sure. That's called hierarchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, so welcome back. Uh, there's a ton of exciting things that have happened. Uh, I can't remember any of them, but um, you all went to Jacksonville. We saw little people wrestling. <laughs> it's I called mean, it's called Dorfinators. So it you just say dwarves. But it was also without magic. Dwarf powers. wrestling, but then they said elite midget wrestling.
0: Yeah, they're just confused. Do they know their brand? <laughs> no. I don't know, man. They're like the the like the letter people, like the LGB whatever. Like you know, oh, it's just, yeah. it changes every day.
1: LLPD.
0: Yeah, right. M- <laughs> LPM. Yeah. EDM, I don't EDM. That's EDM. a whole different
1: right. thing. dance
2: <laughs> That's what I thought we were going to, and then it ended up being dwarfs <laughs> I saw ED something. Guess
0: I, guess I came up a uh, short of my promises there. Puns,
1: <laughs>
2: uh, very funny
1: uh, Lizzie, what, what have we done lately since the last time we recorded? I swear I had something on my mind, and now it's gone.
3: I remember the last time we recorded. Yeah, true. It's been so, quite a while. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's been quite a while. I hope we have enough episodes to post them on <laughs> July 1st.
3: Jesus Christ. Which is when you'll be hearing
1: this, July 1st. So, welcome back, everyone. Uh, and today is my day to report on a 90s topic. And so, I'm going to start this off with a little bit of a conversation here. Um, we can go around the room. Let's let's start with uh, someone who probably doesn't or does know their answer the most. David, who's okay. your favorite director? Okay. Uh, well, the... Th- it really depends on the genre of the movie. But on the genre? No, no. no. You, well, then what's your favorite genre? And then choose your favorite director from that genre. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. Action,
0: a little bit of drama. So I'd probably go with Scorsese. He fucking
3: hates that guy. Sends,
0: yeah, but he likes his movies. I
1: do. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> there you go. It, it hurts to hate him, but <laughs> I do. I also hate that it's just everybody like... I, I was reading something um, that I think came from like James Gunn, since James Gunn is like the big fucking news now Yeah, Uh, and you know he gives his opinions on all like the top directors and it's always like you talk about what's Tarantino's uh, best work what's Scorsese's Mm -hmm. best work and like those two are always up there like nobody else has ever made some fucking movies yeah uh, they're not that great yeah. yeah, good movies, but you know they're not like breaking ground and
0: cinema. I'd honestly say with every single director, you can name like one movie where it's just like, "Wow, that's like the best movie ever," and then like one just dog shit movie where yeah. you're like, "That's awful." Yeah. So for
1: sure, Joe, you know movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just want to no make names. sure. I, I just know you know. She's
0: gonna one say Spielberg.
2: <laughs> no, because I don't want to say that. Because who I'm thinking isn't a director it's a writer. So hang on, I need more time. What? Lizzie. I was going to say Wes Craven, but he's not technically a director, right? Wes Craven. Yeah, he is. He is? Yeah.
1: There's... Yeah. No, wait. He's he's a Scream guy? Yeah. 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 Scream guy.
2: But I didn't Nightmare know if Elm he's Street. a director. Okay. Well, then Wes Craven. Yeah, I
1: think he only directed that. Yeah. I don't think he wrote it. Nope.
2: Oh, I thought he was a writer. Scream 1, him. Scream
1: 2, Scream 3.
2: Nightmare on Elm Street, um, People Under the Stairs. Yeah, that's the one. If he counts as a director. People Under the Stairs? I'm pretty sure it was that one. Yeah. No! Maybe he was in that one. See, that's what I mean. He's an act. He shows himself in some movies, too.
0: Yeah, it's like M. Night Shyamalan, Tarantino.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking of Tarantino, too.
1: M. Shulman.
0: That's what he's said M.
2: Shulman. Yep. M. Night
1: Shyamalan? <laughs> the Office. Lizzie, get the microphone out of your eye? <laughs> your favorite <laughs> director is.
2: Oh, I found the ones he directed. Um.
3: Now. Yeah, I don't know. What's you you again? knew what this topic was. I didn't know he was going to ask that <laughs> oh, question. My oh, my
1: what's God. your favorite movie again?
2: Anchorman. Who was people in the
3: day It's one of them. Yeah.
1: Who did Anchorman? It was um the guy who does all oh, theirs. Yeah. Um, what's the name that always pops up with Will Ferrell? It's like um.
0: Shit. You have your phone out, you want to look at the What's, what's it another up? favorite movie? Adam McKay. A, Adam
3: McKay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is he your favorite director? He's um, like, a bunch
3: of shit. And he writes. Never heard of him, but yes. sure. You <laughs> heard of Adam McKay? Nope. <laughs> get,
1: get, get, get. <laughs> um, it's great. What's, what's another favorite movie?
3: Oh, boy. Um,
1: that you like the style of it. It's not just funny. Because you love Will Ferrell. So I think Will Ferrell is yes. like really anything. Is, is a,
3: that I like the style of.
1: It's like Wes Craven does have a style.
2: Wes Craven, definitely. Like, it's, definitely it's all you know, horror. It Let me go. Like I pulled up style. his it's list. It's
1: basically 90s. You know, it's like not, we think of that as like 90s horror
2: now. Mm-hmm. You have your phone out, Joe? She's looking at it, or why would want you want me to confirm though?
0: that Scorsese did Shutter Island? Yeah, hang or on. If that was somebody else. Hmm. I know he did Gangs of New York, which is like top five for me.
2: Do you know when? Sh- oh, yeah, Shutter Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect.
1: Shutter okay. Island? Yeah. 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 All right, as you keep considering it, we'll come back to you at the end of the oh, podcast. Quick. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, so today's uh, pot. Can we guess your favorite? You can guess my favorite, but that's also not who this podcast is about. <laughs> well, it's sort of my favorite in some way rather than another. But guess guess my favorite. It's Tarantino. Not Tarantino. He's he's in the uh You lie three.
2: You lie. Uh, three. Um, hang on, I was looking up other famous <laughs> directors. Who's here, who's Ridley Scott, Quentin, it's Dernier, not who this Steven about. Spielberg, it's Alfred Hitchcock, oh, Christopher it's, Nolan. It's, it's Nolan. I get it. Favorite. it's
0: James
1: Cameron. You're looking for the Titanic. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's <enough. laughs> uh this well lizzie who's my favorite director it's not this topic but you know who my favorite director is yikes
2: she doesn't care um
1: i'm gonna say woody allen and she's gonna be disgusted by it
2: all at the same time oh tim burton yeah, so Tim Burton. I didn't think of oh, that I, do like Tim I know. See, I forgot that too. I don't know what Joe directors are and producers, and I don't uh, know. the difference. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't All right, know. so maybe Tim Burton, Adam Damn. McKay.
1: Maybe Tim Burton, Wes Craven. Definitely Martin Scorsese. Never, definitely uh, Tim. Uh, so Burton. So my West favorite Raven. director is David Guy Lynch. Rishi. Oh.
3: oh God, yes. Just
1: because Fuck. I like. Uh, I
3: hate see, that guy.
1: Uh, <laughs> <it's> disgusting. Just because I love, I love the like you like Scorsese's done a bunch of like. Good, you know, psychological thrillers, but he's really good at doing like the, uh, sort of like the, the long dialogue, sometimes like gangster, like, uh, uh, Departed. Uh That's what I like. Irish or, uh, British gangster films that like, they don't have to be bang, bang, you know, all the action and shit, but they got good long dialogue. Yeah. So Guy Ritchie's my favorite, but that's, he's my favorite person who makes like, he's my favorite filmmaker. My favorite person who makes films is who we are talking about today. Oh,
2: God. Okay. Kevin Smith. Oh, nice. oh
1: boy. He's probably my number two director. Wait, just why, of why would you say
0: I don't like anything about Kevin Smith? I just, I just didn't want you to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, want you, <laughs> I want you to turn around and it's, see something. It's fucking like, Padre. Man. It. I
1: can't yeah, trust them. Yeah. We're sneaky. Mm. sneaky. Um,
2: <laughs> all right. Jay and Silent Bob.
1: Jay and Silent Bob. And James about uh, strike back. Strike back, and and
2: the new, like one. new one. <laughs>
1: right. Kevin Patrick Smith was born in the world famous town of Red Bank, New Jersey, which is not world famous. Uh, he's he's maybe the second famous person. How about this person's name? Also from Red Bank, New Jersey, household name Snuffy Sternweiss. Any idea what Snuffy Sternweiss? That's did?
2: from uh, the reality show, right? No.
1: No. He
3: puffed paint? Maybe. <laughs> snuffy?
1: No, snuffy. Well, I guess that works.
2: Snuffy, he snuffy paint. paint? Is that what you said?
1: What do you have <laughs> Snuffy Sternweiss? No. Uh, sounds like a gangster. household Yankee's second baseman in the early 1900s. Wow. He played for them for a while. Wow. Snuffy Sternweiss, also from Red Bank, New Jersey, but definitely the most famous person in our world, Kevin Smith. Uh, Smith led a relatively normal childhood. He had both his parents, a couple siblings, raised in a Catholic household and was a B and C student throughout high school, which is respectable. Okay. When were you in high school? <laughs> uh graduating. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was. I'm pretty sure he graduated with those. Yeah. C's get degrees, is that what it's called? Yeah. You wouldn't know. Fucking A-plus student. Yeah. Uh, Smith would use his early creative energies both practically filming and editing high school basketball games and artistically producing sketch comedy skits in the spirit of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Jason Mews, who is pretty much synonymous with uh, the name Kevin Smith, attended the same high school as Smith, but they actually didn't really become friends until years later. So after high school, Kevin Smith went off to new school in New York, uh, but never ended up graduating and came back home. Uh, it was around that time that Kevin Smith started working at a youth center around Red Bank. I don't know if he came directly back to Red Bank, but was in New Jersey. Uh, started working at a youth center, Jason Muse, who was a pretty troubled child. Um, and if you know anything about him, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit here. Uh, really rough life. So um, found this community center, enjoyed it, and then found a great friend and mentor at the community center who was Kevin Smith, even though... One of the videos I watched for this, uh, Jason Muse was talking about his relationship with Kevin Smith, and he said he would go to Kevin Smith's house, knock on the door early in the morning, and be like, yo... What are we doing today? And Kevin Smith would always reply, we're not friends. We hang out with the <laughs> same people. But you and I, we don't hang out together. So they, they were friends in a group. But uh, Jason Mewes was so like drawn to Kevin Smith that uh, eventually that relationship would blossom. Uh, and for the same reason that he didn't want to be friends with Jason Mewes, because he was immature. Of course. And that immaturity has uh, put them on a on a great path. All right, so here are my title chapters today because I always got to make these. Uh, these are quotes since since Kevin Smith is my favorite filmmaker. Such a nerd. <laughs> most of these, most of this conversation is going to be about the movies he makes, even though we know he has done uh, a bunch of other stuff as well. But uh, makes or stars in, just makes both. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, <laughs> makes films, stars in, and other. Okay. <sighs> Chapter one. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Anybody? Mm. What movie is that
2: uh the one i said uh the, uh, the oh my god it's <laughs> jay and silent bob no yeah but it's the one with mall the... rats no <laughs> god damn it keep going lizzie uh, she's doing better than me i know what it is like exactly <laughs> and
1: or watched them yesterday who brings
0: up your stuff at a store
2: Clerks. Oh, pa- uh,
0: nice. Ball, okay, ball
2: I hands. knew it was that one. I just couldn't think that's, of what I was it was called. Say cashier. <laughs> like, Clerks. waiting. Nope, that's a whole different movie. <laughs> and then, I knew uh, it was a word like that. <laughs> so,
1: has anybody ever seen or heard of the independent film called Slacker? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, So, Slacker, which I had never heard of, um, was Kevin Smith's movie that he refers to as the movie that lit a fire under his ass after seeing it on his 21st birthday. So, it's this independent film, uh, and the director and writer was from, I think, like, Austin, Texas or some part of Texas. And you know, didn't, it was an independent filmmaker. Didn't have a lot of money. Didn't have a studio in Hollywood and shot the film on location in his hometown. Um, and then according to critics, this was part of the reason that made that movie slacker. So great was because it had like a ton of local flavor. Yeah. Um, and, and that like lit something under, under Kevin Smith. So Kevin Smith decided to go back this time to the Vancouver film school to learn about making film. Uh, Here, he met more names that stuck with him throughout his career, some that you may know, some that I, one that I didn't. Um, So Scott Moser, who is the other half of Kevin Smith's podcast titled Smodcast for, I'm guessing, Smoser and Smith Smodcast. Uh, It's currently on episode 447, so we're right on that motherfucker's tail, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right there.
1: Uh, And then Dave Klein, which is another name I've heard of. I don't know exactly what they've done. I think he's a a cinematographer or like a, I don't know, one of those jobs on movies, director of cinematography or photography. Photography? Yeah. Uh, Photography. Yeah. I forgot how to say that. So, here's one of the great things. Here's one of the things I love the most about Kevin Smith and why he's up there in the top directors for me is he does whatever the fuck he wants to do. So, he left Vancouver Film School halfway through his courses because one, he wanted to save money to start his first film, but also he was frustrated by the education of of filmmaking and and thought at this time, like, I know everything I need to know in order to make my first film. So, he left Vancouver Film School uh, and came back home to New Jersey to start that first movie. So, although he doesn't credit this particular situation to it, he said before that uh, he developed this mindset where I'm not going to do anything that I don't enjoy or that I stop enjoying. I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do that doesn't make me happy, which is a great mindset. And it's also a mindset that leads to movies like Tusk or Yoga Hosers, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about those in a second. But you remember Tusk? I made Lizzie watch Dusk Why? so early in our relationship <laughs> that it was it was almost damaging. Is
2: that the one that's like Human Centipede with the walrus? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they and no, I'm just making sure. Yeah. Years, yeah. No. That's they turned, the most. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: Justin Long into a walrus, like yeah. it's a sort of horror movie. Dude,
2: it's it's fucked up. It's, it's very a disturbing. Great movie. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Lizzie had to cover her eyes because she couldn't see him on screen.
2: I believe (laughs) it. Oh god, that's so great! All
1: right, so after moving back uh, to New Jersey, the Kevin Smith life that most people are aware of is beginning. Smith got his old job back at Quick Stop convenience store in Leonardo, New Jersey. Right, good place. Best Ninja Turtle.
3: Favorite Um, Ninja Turtle. (laughs) uh, Quick Stop is spelled K W I K, probably.
1: This one was, uh, was quick, I think.
3: Oh, like actual quick? Every time I see a quick stop convenience store, it's spelled K W I K. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I, As if I'm pretty there's sure it's quick. a, a like. reason for it to be misspelled like that. I fucking hate that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's because back in the day, they had the signs you paid per letter. So if you reduce it to only four letters, then Preach. it's cheaper. Is that real? Yeah.
2: Qwik though makes more sense than Kwik. Kook.
1: Q- KWK. No. Q
2: Q W I K. That's q-wick And <laughs> quick is like stupid. Just like <laughs> All
1: right. Well, this is a deep conversation about Quick Stop. I wonder if they started in the nineties. Should, should get them as a topic. Um. So, yeah, he got his his old job back um, and then using some influence from another successful independent filmmaker that he admired. Nope. Correct. Spike Lee. uh, Uh. He decided the store would be his setting to give the film a day in the life approach. To get the film clerks financed, he had to not only sell most of his treasured comic book collection, but also max out close to a dozen credit cards. He added that to dipping into his college fund, which honestly he didn't seem to be using because he kept dropping out, uh, and insurance money from flood damage to his car. (laughs) Uh, And he was able to collect just over $27,000, and he also saved a little bit on uh, some money because he, I mean, if you've seen Clerks, he hired most of his friends to do the acting. So uh, saved a little bit of money there and then raised $27,000 for this, which in all the things that he's done, it seems like basically put his life on the line, Uh like in in incredible debt, doesn't have any mode of transportation because he used the insurance. Uh, So incredible. Beginning April 1st, 1993, the film was shot in 23 consecutive days. He only could shoot when he was, uh, when the store was closed. Uh, which was between the hours of ten thirty and five thirty. Does that sound familiar? He's looking at Lizzie.
2: Okay, well, just making sure because I'm She may him. have
1: seen it. She probably didn't pay attention through it.
2: Uh, are you asking me Another like a real life question?
1: Shooting something in a store while the store is closed at night. Another famous Kevin Smith film.
2: Is this the one where they have <laughs> sex with a donkey? <laughs>
1: Can I get a coffee, black. Can't you see? Me oh, talking?
2: oh zach and mary yeah, zach and mary make um, a porno i that. love that movie <laughs> i've only seen parts of that movie what? i know oh, you have to it. see no, the whole thing and i, I wait was that just, was directed yeah, by zach by kevin smith that
1: was directed by kevin smith yeah. yeah
3: that's part of my favorite kevin smith movie then
1: yeah nice that,
3: that one's was and, actually good and now
1: and now you have some backstory because he used a part of his actual life in it which he does a lot actually in his movies, That's yeah. His yeah. actual That's awesome. life stuff. Yeah.
3: What having to direct <laughs> while Remember the store closed? When they
1: moved the yeah, point yeah. to the coffee shop, yeah, yeah this is, that was basically the same thing that he did here. He uh, had to shoot this movie at the quick stop while.
3: I love that. And movie.
1: then he cast a whole bunch of nobodies <laughs> that were usually his friends. Yeah. So, uh, so because the shutters had to always be closed during the uh, you know during the closed hours, uh, he had to write in a plot point where vandals jammed gum into the padlocks which is why they couldn't open up the shutters so he had to sort of maneuver around a lot of different things because he can only shoot from 1030 to 530 Uh, he would work 11 to 12 hours at the store he worked two shifts with a little bit of a break in the middle uh, and then he filmed for seven hours and then completed any script revisions or film needs outside of those hours meaning in the 21 days that they shot or 23 days that they shot consecutively he only got about one hour of sleep per day throughout that time what uh, the
3: fuck is wrong with uh, this might guy. as well sleep
1: towards the, yeah. <laughs> towards the end of shooting sleep deprivation caught up to him and he actually <laughs> fell asleep uh, while directing some times and had to, or was sort of forced to sleep a little bit uh, during some of the more climactic scenes that came at the end of shooting. So it it caught up to him a little bit um, trying to do all this, but all that sacrifice would pay off. So the first time he filmed this was at something that I, I can't find out if it still exists, the independent film festival market, which I think is just like a New Jersey thing. Uh, Smith said that only 18 people showed up and a lot of them walked out throughout the screening. (laughs) Everyone who walked out was a woman. So in his head, he he tells the story where he's like, maybe I said come too many times in this movie. Uh, (laughs) But like most women walked out, most of the 18 people who were women walked out during the screening. Um, But it also, you know. Won a uh, Sundance Award, the Filmmakers Trophy at the 1994 Sundance Film Festival. So, some success. Fuck you. Some right. Some some non-success. Fun fact about that independent film festival market screening. It led to another one of his movies that none of you have seen in this room except for me. Uh, He said that the only person who came up to him after his very first screening of Clerks was a psychotic person who who was telling him a story about how all of the Nazis have been reanimated and are living in New Jersey. Kevin Uh Smith would later make a movie called Yoga Hosers, Mm -hmm. where in New Jersey, underneath this convenience store, is where the Nazi regime was (laughs) reanimating themselves to take over the world again. I think one of the plot points was that they couldn't figure out how to exactly reanimate people or make Nazi clones, so they were all the size of, like, garden gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's basically Kevin Smith's daughter uh, fighting off. Kevin Smith and Johnny, which one's the actor? I'm thinking Johnny Depp, but is that the base? All right, Johnny Depp. Depp. I was thinking baseball player. Johnny Depp. Damon. Johnny Damon. That's it. So Johnny Depp and uh, Kevin Smith's daughter did a movie together. Johnny Depp is in this movie?
2: Yeah. And, no.
1: And Yoga horses? And his daughter. No, he's oh, Johnny actually Depp's not. Johnny, Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter is oh, okay. in Yoga. Johnny Depp is actually is in, in Tusk.
2: He is in it, but I think it's a small thing. He oh, says really? he's in it.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. Jesus
0: so Christ. So his
2: daughter. What, what did this what's movie his come name? Out? daughter? 2016. This like, yeah,
0: 2016. I, okay, I did hear
1: about this. Yeah, yeah, I heard about horses. their daughters yeah, doing, doing something. Doing a movie together. It's what cool. the fuck. good stuff so that came from this crazy conversation <sighs> that this person had with him after a screening of Clark's. which again amazing this guy's amazing uh some good here with the bad after screening uh at the sundance film festival the movie was picked up by miramax here's the bad at the time miramax was harvey weinstein's studio correct yeah. uh, and, and kevin smith had this like long-going relationship with harvey weinstein um that you know he says was like really really troubled him and and like put him through a lot of stuff when all that information about harvey weinstein came out because he was like looking back you know i stood on stages and basically basically praised this guy for giving me a chance and you know saying this guy was so great and now he turns out to be this like giant piece of shit so uh so a little bit of bad there but um being picked up by Miramax allowed Clerks to reach fifty markets and pull in a box office total of three point two million, which was one hundred and eighteen times its production cost. Hmm. Uh, this undoubtedly led to the cult classic status. And in twenty nineteen, Clerks was actually selected to be preserved in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Wow! Yeah, they said
3: I didn't know that was such a thing.
1: Yeah, they said it was culturally. Aesthetically and historically pleasing, or something like that, or important, significant. Oh boy. Or
2: so, this where maybe, where is that? I'm sure in in Library of Congress. Yeah, isn't that where the book is? It's going to be in D.C. It's, it's really like it's let's like go there. A, yeah, a I want to go records. there too. Let's go there.
1: I don't know if you can. You go there.
2: You yeah. can go into parts of it. You can't go into all the parts. Fuck
1: okay, yeah, let's go there.
2: We want to do a DC trip and go to all the museums. Uh-oh. Um, Fun fact, Johnny Depp's son is also in that movie. And yoga hoser. Yeah. So oh. he just brought his whole family?
0: Yeah. Guess well, Oh, I'm friends. sure not everyone. Hey.
2: Boom. Like his wife? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like the wife he murdered? <laughs> wow. Did he murder his wife? No,
3: he no, no. just beat <laughs> her beat up a little bit. I was going to say, it's debatable. Well, no. She no, might have beaten beat him up. That's, the not, that's yeah. not their kid's mother.
1: No, Amber oh, her I don't know. A, That's
3: just the girl. That was just yeah, a girlfriend. Amber the
1: girlfriend. Johnny Depp married somebody else. And yeah, impregnated her with his diseases. <laughs> Turned out to be great people, actually. I'm sure. All right, <clears throat> chapter two. Uh, the sure. Fly fat ass, fly. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> that know. movie's ball rats. How many
2: chapters no. are these? There, God,
1: twelve. Love
2: I was going to say oh, it's Thomas.
1: Nice. So. <laughs> uh, so, Smith hit a bit of a sophomore slump at the box office with his second film, Mallrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, made on a budget of $6.1 million, the film only took in $2.1 million at the box office. Mm. Uh, it starred Jason Lee, who had almost no acting experience. You know what Jason Lee did before he was an actor? He was a clerk. He was a professional... <laughs> no, <laughs> a little bit better. He was a professional skateboarder. Um, okay. He was actually a... well, And he was in... I think he was in one of the games. One of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater mm-hmm. games. Um, or something like that. And uh also starred Ben Affleck. Yep. Right? Joey Lauren Joey uh-huh. Lauren Adams. Joe, do you know who Joey Lauren Adams is? No. No. It's uh Adam Sandler's Sugar Mama and Big Daddy. Huh. The girl from Yeah. From uh, the other movie that we watched, Oh yeah, like yeah,
2: Squeaky Face, yeah, Squeaky, yeah, voice. she's annoying.
1: She, yeah. Um, not her face is Squeaky. She
2: got a little face and a mouse her, her
3: voice nose. And yeah, and
1: her voice is, is very. She
3: unique. was screaming in that movie. I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, uh,
1: Jason Mewes uh, was of course uh, the the last person because Jay and Silent Bob came back from All Rats, um, uh-huh. who was almost recast with Seth Green or Brecken Meyer. Based on the studio, the studio oh. wanted to bring somebody else in, um, and they were thinking Seth Green or Breckenmeyer. No, no.
3: To Not be Seth Green. Yeah. to be to be Jay? Jay? Yeah, mm. to
1: replace
0: maybe Jason. I could Breckin-Meyer, Breckin-Meyer. but it doesn't. He's so short; it wouldn't like it would look weird. if,
1: yeah. if Silent Bob's a bigger one,
0: that's true. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: and then there was also uh, one of Stanley's many many cameos. Yeah in in the uh, this Kevin Smith movie which is awesome how although he's been know, in a how few. He, get
2: Stan Lee he, was, he in was in the other one too like I saw well, yeah, I know that but like how nerd. does
3: how did he be able to contact Stanley
2: and be like be in my Miramax oh, okay. Harvey Weinstein oh, uh, Harvey maybe Weinstein
1: was a fucking Or you
2: know, you know Stanley had a pretty good sense of humor sure. he might have been like this sounds great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was in the other one too that I was looking at with the Johnny Depp kids what he had a cameo, Stanley? Yeah,
1: yeah. Stanley's cameoed in a lot. I think he's cameoed in every Jay and Silent Damn, Bob movie. That's or both he was Silent in Clerks. No, not Clerks. Clerks was the first. It was like the independent film. So
3: hmm.
1: he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, the reboot. Uh, I think one of the other ones. Uh, oh yeah, well, Mallrats. Yeah, the two we watched yesterday, or I watched yesterday, he wasn't. Um, the, the film would become a cult classic, however, uh, finding success on home video, it also began mm. the View universe, which is Kevin Smith's movie universe, because all of his movies are in some way yeah. connected. <laughs> like Clerics and Mallrats. And, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which, oh yeah, which is the universe. Uh, mainly everyone with Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. The casting of Joey Lauren Adams also led to a relationship with Kevin Smith, so did you know that they were in a romantic relationship together? no kevin smith and the main girl from the mouse Hmm. yeah the mouse girl Mm -hmm. squeaky face uh yeah so it led to a relationship and then i think it was when they were in that relationship led to him writing her into the role of Alyssa jones in his third and often referred to as his greatest film chasing amy chasing
2: amy Wow, the, His people say that's the yeah. Greatest I was just wondering film. that because I, I knew that's what you were gonna film, say, but really interesting.
1: interesting. I disagree.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think if you was like, good. if you have that humor, yeah. But I think generally
2: interesting. Okay, but yeah, chasing Amy. This
1: one, even though we watched it yesterday, and
2: what chasing Amy?
1: Yeah, its premise is like. <laughs> loving people and like open sexuality and stuff Uh it doesn't it doesn't doesn't hold up quite as well in in a lot of like the dialogue yeah but but it was also like had some really good parts in it um so chapter three your mother's a tracer (laughs) right An I get
3: that because I watched it. Your brother's a <laughs> tracer.
1: Uh Smith brought back Adams, Affleck, and Lee as the three biggest roles, although Miramax uh, had originally wanted three other people. You ready for these names? No, <laughs> oh, no. Let's do it. To take uh Adam's place, they wanted Drew Barrymore. Okay. Sure.
3: To yeah. take yeah. Um, I can see
1: that. Affleck's place, they wanted John Stewart. No. Oh, he's so sexy.
2: I can. I John mean, Stewart, if you look at Ben, ben Affleck the now so were, and yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: he was also in Big Daddy. Yeah, he's that. I can see it mm-hmm. Big Daddy.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see How that. How old was he then? Was he young? Sure. Uh, Why not? <laughs> I think I think it, it was, was John Stewart in that so. role,
1: and then in the last role not to replace Jason Lee, David Schwimmer.
3: Oh, fuck. Jason. Who's <laughs> <was> Jason
2: <laughs> Lee? The Schwimmer. Oh, and the James. other friend. Jason Lee's the main guy in the yeah. Okay. So they, uh, swim her yeah, they, originally,
1: no. <laughs> they originally wanted, uh, the studio wanted those okay, three then. and Smith wanted his original three so much that he actually refused Miramax's yeah. $3 million budget Good. and said, I'll make this film on my own and then you all can buy it if you like it uh-huh. um, for <laughs> distribution rights. And then Miramax liked that idea, actually ended up giving him 250000 instead to make the movie with... An option to be the first person to buy it for distribution rights. So, um, still, I mean, which is which is why you know, Mallrats. I don't th- I don't know if you remember Mallrats, but Mallrats looked a certain way, which is interesting to me because you go from Clerks, which is clearly made off twenty seven thousand yeah. dollars, then Mallrats. It black and white. Yeah, it was black and white. <laughs> then Mallrats, which is like cool, looks like a normal made movie, just like a standard movie mm-hmm. from back then. Uh, And then you sort of lose some production value with uh, Chasing Amy, Mm -hmm. which I was always like, how do you go? How do you do that? How do you make this movie here? And then you just like revert back to other ways. But it was because he turned down three million dollars and made this movie for a quarter of a million dollars and had, you know, the bigger names as well.
0: It's funny how you're saying all this, because the one that I really, really remember is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Right. And... All of this shit comes back, and Jane the ball Stripe yeah. back. It's fantastic. Yeah. All the behind the
1: scenes shit yeah. he literally writes into his script. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. It, it all, everything he uses is like from from his life, from different crazy things that happens, and then just the way that these are all connected is actually pretty interesting.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, he he's trying to do this. Like, what what did he call it? The universe
1: view a skew universe.
3: So was Miramax like not? on board because that wouldn't trying to change the character actors wouldn't have made yeah. that possible yeah
1: so that's why it's that's why it is, it's titled what it's titled view askew universe mm-hmm. because damon uh damon well damon also but eventually um ben affleck and jason lee and joey lauren adams all, all you know play different people in the other films that they show up in mm-hmm. so it's connected and the main thread of connection is jay and silent bob mm-hmm but also other pieces like they went to a funeral or a wake in clerks that they also talk about in mall rats and mall rats is where you first meet, uh, you first meet somebody that connects to chasing Amy. And then they write the chronic, uh, blunt man and chronic comic, which is the main point of Jay and silent Bob Strike back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. dogma is, is all these things tie together. Um, so the film took in over $12 million at the box office and gained mm. five awards, including independent spirit awards for best screenplay and supporting actor. It had its six additional nominations, including a golden globe nomination for L- Joey Lauren Adams.
3: Who won? The, who, who was the supporting actor?
1: Uh, the supporting actor for, oh shit, who was that for this one?
3: Jason Lee.
1: Yeah. I think it was Jason Lee. Mm. Yeah. Um, Uh, Kevin Smith has also said on his podcast that, I mean, he's a part of the film critics, the people who review movies for the Academy Awards now, so I don't know if maybe that's how he figured it out, but he said that uh, Chasing Amy was two votes away from a nomination for an Academy Award. Huh. Yeah. Uh, A few fun facts about this movie, or two of them to be exact. Uh, It's one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies, Um, and There was a quote that I read, but I couldn't find the exact source. It said that it was his favorite movie of 1997, Quentin Tarantino's, which is also the year that he put out Jackie Brown. So I don't know if he means that he enjoyed it even more than Jackie Brown, his own movie. Um, The comic in the book, Blunt Man and Chronic, was actually written by Kevin Smith and published by Image Comics later on. Of course. Yeah. All right. Chapter... What the fuck is this? Four. Chapter four. Look at the platypus. (laughs) It's not, it's not a big line that comes up, but it's at the beginning. Um, having cataloged a successful indie debut, a sophomore misstep, and his critical high note, uh, it was time to cross another one off of his list. And of course, that is the controversial film. Right? Everybody needs some controversy, some drama. drama llama. Great. 1999 saw the release of Dogma. Lined mm-hmm. with a star-studded cast, including Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Salma Hayek, George Carlin, Chris Rock, Linda Florentino, who is the woman from uh, Men in Black, the first Men in Black, oh, the, who works at the, the, uh, yeah, the, the
3: brunette, yeah, brunette, mm-hmm.
1: works at the what, are you, what was it, like the, the morgue or something,
3: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, and Alanis Morrison. The singer. The singer. She's
3: in the movie. He
1: is in it. Do you know who she plays?
3: No, I've never seen the movie. I'm trying to look it up. You've never seen Dogma. No,
2: I can't remember if I've watched. Oh, all by of the Dogma. way, um,
1: well, hold on, Alanis Morissette, who plays God.
2: Yes, <laughs> that's she
1: plays God in the movie. is uh, great. In, in and a final role, which I, I teased Lizzie with last night here, uh, voice. He was he was casted as the voice. Right. Also had another title, I think. Uh, do you remember who played the voice? In this? It wasn't just the voiceover, though. I don't though, know if I saw name, all so this, kind of this,
2: so no. But I'm looking it up. Here we go. Ready? Mm.
1: Oh, wait. Harry, Hans Gruber, Severus Snape. Ready, set, go.
2: I don't know his name, but sure.
1: <laughs> the late, great Alan Rickman. That guy. Alan Rickman. was. You
2: didn't tell movie. me that yesterday.
1: I didn't tell I you like, that you yesterday. Why, would you have watched it if you knew I, Alan? Rickman? Severus it? Snape. Actually, Hans Gruber. Harry is from... Um, the movie Love that Actually. Love Actually. Of course, yeah. Severus Snape from Harry Potter, Hans mm-hmm. Gruber from Die Hard.
2: Thanks for pointing those out in ways that we would know.
1: Galaxy <laughs> yeah, Quest. Yeah, I was going to put that, but his or name the there a judge in Sweeney Todd?
2: His name Galaxy. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. you know <laughs> You've seen Sweeney Todd. He loves Sweeney Todd. That's one of our favorites, but he likes. It's like a
1: dark, yeah. weird movie. He loves <laughs> but it's a
2: musical. <laughs> yeah, but it's, threw me off. It <laughs> throws like me off. And it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> He doesn't have choices. All it's
3: right, all right, all
2: right. I was watching a musical yesterday. I started watching. You turned it off.
3: Oh, you did. not I'm seeing it tonight. Tonight.
0: Oh, stop it. We I'll also can watch it eventually, but okay. uh, mm. we're getting off track.
3: Getting off track. Okay. Alan Rickman, R.I.P. <laughs> Alan
1: Rickman, <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Dogma could have actually been Kevin Smith's second film as he actually began writing it before Clerks. Yeah, So he was <clears throat> jotting down notes for this movie and then finished the first draft before starting to write Mallrats. So um, him and uh, Scott Mosier, who's his producing partner throughout a lot of things, looked at it and was like, I don't know if we should tackle such a controversial big film that this has to be on our second attempt, um, which you got Mallrats. Makes sense. Which sort of worked out for them. So. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, so among many ways the movie was criticized was for its eclectic cast, which is kind of true, right? You had uh, Shakespearean-trained actors like Alan Rickman next to Jason Mewes, who uh, Kevin Smith called just a dude from New Jersey, and you would put them together in a movie. Um, And he said this was an artistic move done deliberately to try and highlight the contrast between people and between characters. So yeah. is there
3: anything about what Alan Rickman thought being a part of this like did he look at everyone as like what the who the <laughs> fuck are these people yeah, That's a good question oh, I mean, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see his experience
1: yeah uh, yeah it'd be interesting to look up some quotes from him yeah. um, but he so they they were um, I think everybody who works with Kevin Smith for the most part likes who he is as a person um, and they actually had a pretty decent, professional relationship and i guess friendship him and alan rickman because kevin smith wanted to make a movie this is what i started to tell you yesterday wanted to make a movie uh that was sort of like this love story it was it was very like love and basketball uh esque where two kids who like grew up playing uh ice hockey in canada and this boy kind of falls in love with this girl and as they grow up they kind of have this like this weird like friendship relationship together, and this kid wants nothing more than to become a professional hockey player. But the girl ends up becoming better at it, mm-hmm. and so he like balances like his thoughts around that with his relationship with this girl, and they grow up. and it sees them throughout this whole time, um, and he wanted to do this movie. If she the... dies of AIDS, that's Forrest Gump. Oh I god! Okay. <laughs> what <laughs> was was she better at him than football? Yeah. Oh, okay, Jenny. She was the quarterback. Jenny was the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but it. He, you know, he he wanted to do it for a long time Like He just didn't know the right way He had to finish writing it He had all these other things that he wanted to do um, And then of course Alan Rickman died So when a- Alan Rickman died He like did this whole sort of like dramatic Kind of script reading Of the movie That he was going to make And he's like part of the reason I, I, I don't want to do this in movie format now Is because Alan Rickman was going to be the voiceover For this And like tell the story in these parts So uh so yeah, so they had a great relationship, which I'm guessing like that that led to you know him wanting to do that. Um, so yeah, with this with this uh, this contrast in cast for Dogma, uh, this didn't stop Kevin Smith from being prepared though. So he went to Jason Mewes and he told him that he really needed to up his game because quote unquote um, there were real actors in this one. <laughs> so he said he said Jason Mewes, you actually have to learn your lines this time. And Jason Mewes. <laughs> Uh so so the one scene that you see Jay and Silent Bob in uh chasing, chasing Amy. Chasing Amy mm-hmm. Kevin Smith has said afterwards that like Jason Mewes was completely high on cocaine at the time throughout like all of the recording of that scene. And that's Jason Mewes is like vices like he he was a big alcoholic and uh, drug addict and in and out of rehab. He actually was roommates with Ben Affleck in rehab for for a time. Hmm. They like shared I think they had to share like a bunk bed or something. So uh yeah they You know, that's something that he's always had to deal with. But you can tell, and if you follow sort of their friendship, um, Kevin Smith developed this podcast that, I want to say I've read this before, but I might be wrong, developed uh, another podcast called Jay and Silent Bob Get Old um, to help support Jason Mewes, to give him like this way of, I mean, people love to hear Jason Mewes, and he's like a great speaker and can talk about his vices and shit now um but he did this to help him you know have a steady income and tell his story and just like heal and get better um so jason muse obviously cherishes relationship as well and he responded to that statement by kevin smith by not only remembering all of his lines but he rehearsed and uh memorized the entire screenplay (laughs) and came back to kevin smith and like showed him that he remembered this entire screenplay which is which is Kind of emotional, you know? Hmm. I get emotional about the bro things in life. Hmm. Not about anything with, like, you know, wives or anything. But um, Although it lost its opening weekend to the cinematic gem that is Pokemon, the first movie, Dogma made $30 million at the box office on a $10 million budget. So, his biggest, to that Good time, shit. his very biggest blow-up thing. Um, this, this amazingly controversial film. I watched that one last night. So great. And Stupid. Yeah, and, and just amazing. Yeah, uh, but to see Matt Damon and Ben Affleck together in that way—they're actually really good. All right, Wait, have you never seen like *Goodwill Hunting* and all the other? Shit? Ooh, we'll get to that, you dick. Oh. Uh, mm. Now that I've blown you all away uh, on Kevin Smith's uh, *Dong Express*, let me shower you with some additional Kevin Smith highlights. Okay, Smith was credited for writing on *Coyote Ugly*. <laughs> So, you're watching a somewhat Kevin Smith movie when you watch Coyote Ugly. Okay. He received a co executive producer credit for Goodwill Hunting, um, a movie that he almost directed. Mm-hmm. So, here's the story around this Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote Goodwill Hunting. And well, because they were. Matt in- Damon. Matt, ben, well, Matt ben Affleck Daniel. was sleeping next
0: to him the whole time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you watch Family. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol sleeping, probably. Uh,
1: so they they wrote this movie and uh, because they were in Kevin Smith movies, they, you know, wanted to get this looked at and, you know, by somebody in the industry. And so they gave it to him and Kevin Smith read it and was like, you all should do this. Yeah. You should get this done. I'll even walk this into Harvey Weinstein's office for you and put it on his desk personally and he did that I don't think he gave it directly to Harvey Weinstein but uh, he walked it into the office and gave it to the executive uh, the executives at Miramax and one of them was actually like this is awesome let's make it yeah. you should direct it Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith told him straight out right there he's like no 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 this needs an actual director like, I'm not gonna direct this and then for how great Goodwill Hunting was yeah like because of yeah the direction but also like the writing was great the acting was great but, who
3: who direct ended up really directing uh, I good will his name. Like a
1: something Peter prominent
3: director?
2: No,
1: not uh-huh. something Peter. Yeah, some somebody no not not a very well known at hmm. least in in our time not very well known. May hmm. have been in the 90s. Um but to, afterwards, you know, many years down the road when he gets asked about this, he's he's like I still don't regret that. I still think that movie should have should have been directed yeah. by uh, that person. Yeah, you're Gus Vincent. Gus Vincent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, just another reason why this guy's so great. He can he can turn down shit that is probably going to make him a lot of money and get him some notoriety. And I'm sure he would have done an okay job with, um, but, but yeah, I turned it feel down like, like
3: it needed record. to be.
1: Um, Robin Williams, man. Robin fucking Williams. R.I.P. R.I.P. So many R.I.P.s on this.
3: Uh, I know. On this podcast.
1: Emotional podcast. Um, In 1999, he wrote an eight-issue run for Daredevil um, for Marvel Comics called Guardian Devil. And some of this actually made it into Netflix's season three of Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, The whole fight with... um, Well, you watched it. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, the fight with Bullseye in the uh, church and stuff. Yeah. Um, He also... He started writing a Superman Flyby. Flyby. And then... They you know, Rock Brothers did Warner script. Brothers normal yeah. shit. They dropped his script and then they, somebody else. They instead wanted Nicolas Cage as Superman, so. But also the director and some of the things that Kevin Smith has said afterwards is like he wanted this Superman movie to never have Superman in a suit and cap. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh to never fly. Yeah. And to fight a giant spider. Yeah. It <laughs> as the main villain was a giant spider. Yeah, that's and why Smith it was um they used it. In uh, The Wawa West. Yeah, Kevin Smith says he saw that movie with the same producer and was like, he used his giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> I had a thing for giant spiders. Uh, you know? yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so just really funny how you know, that uh, goes down. Uh, between 1999 and 2000, Smith directed and starred in commercials for Coca-Cola, MTV, Nike, Panasonic, and Star Wars action figures. So... Got around a little bit, in, in yeah. That Nike, market. I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, it's the only one it was, then. it was
1: actually, I didn't watch it, um, but it was starring Jason Mewes. So Kevin Smith only directed, it, but Jason Mewes was in the commercial, which I feel like you have to watch now.
0: I guess, yeah, we need to look this up. Yeah,
1: what the fuck is Jason Muse gonna say to get me to go buy some Nikes? I don't know, <laughs> Coke, I guess. <get. laughs> I mean, he probably could have done some Coke and fucking <laughs> ran like a nine second hundred yard dash. Um... Yeah. For MTV he just reprised the role with Jason Muse of Jay and Silent Bob. I think Panasonic and the Star Wars commercials he just directed these uh these commercials. Smith, oh yeah, worked for worked on the Superman script. Um he opened Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in nineteen ninety seven. So I think he he premiered in the fifty markets um Clerks in ninety four. And then three years after making that fucking move to buy his own comic book store. Which is I mean if you win the lottery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's something you gotta open up. And bring back Blockbuster. <laughs> Will we bring back Blockbuster? I don't think it would work. If I won three hundred million dollars and I told you, hey, I want to spend ten million to bring back Blockbuster at least in one location. Mm. Would you be down? Sure. Yes. Supportive wife. <laughs> Uh, what did I say?
2: <laughs> what are you really talking about? Dumbass. talking about block- Oh,
1: yeah. Jane Silent Bob Secret Stash. So, Open Secret Stash in 1997. Uh, the famous comic book store from the feature hit AMC show Comic Book Men. Joe, do you ever see any Comic Book Men? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to watch that again. Probably while you're gone today, I'm going to start watching the Comic yeah, Book Yeah, it man. was
2: like...
0: It's like a podcast before they were podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were also podcasting. Yeah, yeah, was, I know. But like yeah. that was the first time that I was just like, okay, I can actually get behind sitting around watching people just talk about shit.
1: Yeah. Super, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really cool show. And one of the guys... Um,
0: Is that where Fat
2: Man started? Yeah. That's his name, right? Fat Man.
1: Um, that was a different oh. podcast, I think.
2: I think that's where it started.
1: He changed the name now, but it was called Fat Man on Batman. Yeah, because it was him and another guy. And then it changed to something
2: else. Yeah, I thought Uh, it started there though. Fat Man
1: Beyond or something. Yeah, Fat Man Begins or some shit like that. (laughs) It's still Batman. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so he has Smodcasts, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, Fat Mm -hmm. Man or Fat Man Beyond, Mm -hmm. and then I think two others that I can't remember. But his podcasts are also like a huge source of creativity for him because uh i think on smodcast one time where i think they both get high i don't know if scott mosher smokes weed but kevin smith obviously does uh, at live shows at yeah. recorded podcast sessions <laughs> and um him and i think it was him and scott mosher actually came up with the uh plot to tusk in this oh so there's a famous episode where they're just sitting there and putting pieces together while completely high about Somebody being I kidnapped I know you haven't
2: watched that We should watch that yeah. later Tusk? Yeah
1: Oh jeez yeah. I've seen like Clearly everybody's seen like The clip of him Transforming yeah. into a war Johnny Depp is a Canadian Detective
2: <laughs> It's so weird It's <laughs> With you the prosthetic have to nose
1: at. For some reason <laughs> To make him look more Canadian I <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah that But also um, I think one of his podcasts Is where he comes up with A future movie That he's hoping to get done One day Which I think is gonna be Fucking amazing Lizzie? What movie is that? The future Kevin Smith movie that I want to see. I'll be there opening night. Yes. Moose Jaws.
3: Oh god. Oh god. Yes.
1: It's literally Jaws in Canada in a forest with a moose though. So these people are out hiking or, or camping right, or something right. and this deadly moose uh is, is terrorizing the Thomas. community in Canada. <laughs> moose jaws. Opening night, see you there. All right, we'll be there. AMC Stubbs. No,
2: maybe. no, we won't. Why
1: not? We're you could go. list. We're supportive. People. You could go. I guess sports, bro. If it's anywhere around November, I'm, I'm having a birthday party. Right. I'm renting out a theater, and you have to come. Lizzie's already done. Yep. Um, awesome. In April 1999, Smith married his wife Jennifer Schwalbach at Skywalker Ranch. Giant fucking nerd. Well, <laughs> oh, he was there. He was there editing something for a movie and remembers coming back in and uh, at Skywalker Ranch his then uh, nobody his then girlfriend uh, was like we should get married here because it's so beautiful up there and he decided two days later let's get married at Skywalker Ranch so they got married in April 1999 two months later in June 1999 the two had their daughter Harley Quinn Smith
3: was well, that a shotgun wedding?
1: no I don't think they cared too much about
2: all <laughs> any that, of those but, things yeah
1: um Yes, she was definitely priggies. Awesome. So, uh, it's safe to say that Kevin Smith is the greatest director of all time. um, And he made love in and around the 90s. What a fucking 90s success decade. Like four movies. Starting from selling all your shit and getting $27,000. He made four movies. Got married. Had a kid. Did a bunch of commercials. Started writing comics. All in the 90s. Fucking amazing. And pretty much all before, you know, '90. Or all after 94 so he's a shit I, um, he
0: got a copy of zack snyder's original script for justice league back when they put out that bullshit a few years back um and he like did like a what do you call it like, like a reading or whatever it's like a 30-minute show like I actually a like, dramatic reading yeah like, like okay. watched it or listened to it whatever and i was just Jesus Christ, like him fucking reading it was better than you know the original movie that they oh, put yeah. out.
1: He does that all the time. He turns yeah. everything into like this dramatic reading yeah. anytime he does anything. It was funny.
0: Because he'll be reading it and he'll pause like,
1: I can't fucking believe they didn't do that. Oh man, this guy, <laughs> what's so great, he's such a fucking nerd. Yeah. He's like the most pure nerd. And he's, you love him. He fucking cries for everything yeah for every he cries at the end of like every star wars movie he cries at the end of every marvel movie which like i get it in endgame but, but he cries for like all these big just like nerdy comic book moments that are just like everyone would look at as like cool spider-man's girlfriend died it's it's a comic book uh
2: he knew that was gonna happen but, but him
1: <laughs> yeah and he knew it was gonna happen yeah.
2: and he's still fucking he, crying he's just a passionate person he is I forget
1: what he calls himself like a calls himself like a soft boy or something and is like yeah good guy That's it. That's
0: Kevin Smith. Have you seen um, James Jay and the Bob the Strike Back? No. It's every like the whole first half of your report. Yeah. He writes into a script. So it's it's funny because the like, thing of Ben Affleck like everybody kind of has like this predetermined thing in their head like that motherfucker again is probably just kevin smith's like words that he's reading but imagine ben affleck playing a character that wrote a comic book that is talking shit to kevin smith in a movie about how oh yeah they're probably going to recast you guys as like some fucking fag ben affleck and mad damon to come in and, do. and it's just like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it's fantastic and then knowing like in real life this is what Miramax was trying to do it's like what a huge middle finger it's fantastic
1: yeah um (laughs) so I'm sure I've said this to you before but listen to the cast from Jay and Silent Bob in case one day you want to watch it your girl's in it Jason Mewes and and Kevin Smith of course as Jay and Silent Bob Ben Affleck um Shannon Elizabeth, who you know from somewhere I just can't remember where. Um, Elizabeth Dushku, or Eliza Douchku, uh, Ali Larder, Jennifer, uh, his wife Jennifer schwalbeck Smith, Will Smith, Judd Nelson, Jason Lee, George Carlin, John Stewart, Sean Williams, Scott, and uh, Carrie Fisher. And um, Carrie Fisher was actually in both of them. And mm-hmm. uh, um, mm-hmm. Luke
0: Skywalker. Oh yeah, Mark Hamill. Okay who does he's a villain and he does the joker voice this is the first time like <laughs> i actually like put it together
1: like holy shit this guy's the joker no. yeah he That's just he, he knows everybody uh his, his podcasts are, are great I and mean, when i was really into podcasts like around the time that we started doing this shit <laughs> when you made us and then I fell because
2: off. <laughs> you fucking were listening to too many Back yeah. we were doing we, our we like remember. much
1: worse idea which was uh fuck was it called? Why so cereal? Oh, why so cereal? Yeah, and I was really into podcasts. I was like, I was listening to Fat Man on Batman uh, all the time. And then when he would plug like a good guest or something on Smodcast, he's just he's just great to listen to. He's just a guy who, again, is only going to do things he enjoys and is like incredibly passionate about what he does.
2: What are you gonna say? No, I forgot. Good.
1: All right, that is it. Uh, Thank you again for listening to support the show. Go to patreon.com slash we the 90s. Give us some money. I know you're not going to, but fucking just go there anyways. Uh, Visit us on social media. Is that what it's called? Visit us? Yes. Visit us on social media? That doesn't sound right. Follow us. Follow us on social media. Instagram, we underscore the 90s. Twitter, we underscore 90s. And Facebook, we comma the 90s. Or email us. uh, Hate mail. Direct it to... David probably makes sense. Uh, we the nineties podcast at gmail dot com. I keep seeing on Instagram because I have like them pop up as notifications when people follow us on We the Nineties. Mm-hmm. If we had people who followed us, even like those fake accounts, mm-hmm. if we had people who followed us but like never unfollowed us, which is what usually happens mm-hmm. uh, because we don't post anything, which I'm going to try and change. <laughs> um, we would have like a thousand followers. Yeah. There's so many times shit pops up and it's like It's a real person, I check, I look It's a real person But I think because we don't post anything
2: Probably, exactly, people want to see 90s and, shit And, and we're, we're just Posted
1: like, like a chick with cleavage or Yeah, all 90s like yeah. uh, Boom shots and stuff Right, Definitely
0: Mariah Carey riding a dolphin <laughs> <laughs> It'll work is that, from, is that a real picture? It's from her music video Oh shit
2: oh, David.
0: Pause You See how I I'm remember that? There's a reason why Yeah
2: so uh, hurry, so we could uh, watch these Nike music videos.
1: Dolphin love, I bet <laughs> dolphin ride. Don't you want that dolphin right? Don't you <laughs> want that dolphin right? <laughs> dolphin yeah! It's her. Like, what was it her big song? I don't
3: remember her riding a dolphin in any of her videos.
1: You will be
2: disappointed. All right. Sign us off while they look for well, that. Thanks again have- uh,
1: for listening. Do all those things. Go watch some Kevin Smith films. I would say start. With clerks. Then go chasing Amy. You know? Then go mall rats. Just because, like, there's a path. It's, you know... You watch fucking... The only reason that, that we can stand Star Wars, uh, the the prequel trilogy, is because at least graphically it gets a little bit better from the 70s to, you know, the, the you would hope. sequel trilogy. The story doesn't get better. <laughs> but at least... It gets graphically better. So watch it that way. That's called the Star Wars way. And then, you know, Dogma and Jane, Simon, Bob, Strike Back and the reboot. And, and Zack and Mary. And Zack and Mary. Yeah, watch Zack and Mary last. Give like a good, leave a, leave a good taste in your mouth at the end. Um, pun intended. Wow. huh Because it's a porno?
2: Oh, my mm-hmm. God.
1: Semen? Except I mean, nobody, nobody really does that. Somebody shits in somebody's mouth. That's it. Joe, you got anything to say?
2: Nope. I'm pulling out these commercials for us. So.
1: David, anything to say? No, I'm trying to find my right. with Dolph? <laughs> Go watch Electronic Dwarf Wrestling. Um, it's
2: not an Electronic. Shut up,
1: Joe. <laughs> you got anything to plug? Yeah. Lizzie's going to watch In the Heights today because she married a Puerto Rican, so she's going nope. to learn some Puerto Rican heritage.
3: That's not it. Also, Hopefully. it's a
1: musical, and when Manuel Miranda is a fucking genius.
3: That's it. Yeah. Or, as your dad would say, Lin-Manuel Hamilton.
1: Lin-Manuel Hamilton. (laughs) The most racist Puerto Rican (laughs) to other Puerto Ricans I've ever met, I think. All right. That's it. See you July 1st, maybe. Bye. There it is. Bye. (laughs) One day. One day we'll get him.
2: Peace out.